Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Dungeons and Junkies presents The Fall of Osha, Episode 33, The Underground. After the horrifying revelations from The Bastard about the drow people, it's up to Shard as to what happens next. What did they do? Let's find out. So, let's jump right back into it. Shard? Suffering. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. How is Shard coping after being given the news that they just had? Um! <laughs> Shard's doing that thing where they like are connecting all the dots and then realizing the crippling implications of everything. And they're just kind of shaking violently. <laughs> Both with an urge to hit something or to break down crying and they're not sure which one. For all, they seem so cocksure for the time they've been in Shard's arm. Bastard looks genuinely uncomfortable and <laughs> Shard's shaking. Ah, like, suck it! How do I deal with this? <laughs> oh shit, I've caused an emotional snap. Ugh, what is that? I don't understand it. How do I deal with emotion? What is emotion? This kind of... I was going... So, in order to get, let me get, let, let, let me get this straight. In order to get you out of my arm, I need to find this snake lady, Eris. Yes? Yes. But the chances of me finding her, because she's probably on the mainland, is... I need to get there, but... I was brought here because they need more drow, which means I'm probably not going to be able to leave. I'm, and they're very likely to use my son against me. And also my entire race would wiped out. I never said this person was on the mainland. Otherwise I probably would have sent you to try and do something else. Because it's luxurious as traveling in somebody's arm is it's not it's not ideal yes well your optimal host is dead oh. i do put some of that on you just me some of it's on me some of it's on the bastard to put him in there and some of it is on that sorcerer, which we ripped pieces, and honestly, I'm glad. Yes, good show, by the way. I'm sure they loved it. Yes, and then they questioned some of their life choices. I don't think they expected a tiny drow to yell at them. You know, I don't think they would have expected that in a million years. So really, that's quite the achievement. Oh, yay, I made some rich people have a conscience for a few milliseconds. That makes up for the genocide and the loss and the rage. 
Let's try and make this easier for ourselves, okay? Because it doesn't take a genius to work out that you are clearly no fan of mine. Wow, you're a genius. Although I've grown quite fond of you over these past few weeks. I tolerate your existence. <laughs> oh, I feel like that's about as good as it's going to get. Probably. Well, but all this won't be for nothing. What do you desire, apart from finding your son? What's your end goal? Honestly, I don't really know. Originally it was survival, then it was answers. Then it was finding Cory, and I... I don't know who I am without all that. When this is over, and I don't mean this conversation, what, what do you plan on doing? Part of me just wants to go back to my cave and live, I guess. Live here? I mean, I can't live here anymore. The um, tunnels have flooded and half caved in. It's all just a reminder of what I've lost here. And what about your... I'm almost hesitant to call one friends. You all seem to have a very... Unstable dynamic. We have an understanding in that I've told them straight out that if they stood between me and my son, I would cut them down. Oberyn's goal is to destroy this place. Charlie wants to find her brother. Moira wants, I don't know. I don't know what Moira wants. I don't think Moira knows what Moira wants. It's a fair assessment. More shoes? To blind someone else? Those are very vastly different things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well. I think the main difference is they all have something to go back to. I don't think I have that. Even if I get Cory back, neither of us are going to be the same. And knowing what I know now about this place, I don't think it's safe for him to stay with me. As callous as it may sound, especially coming from myself. There's only one way to find out. <sighs> Not that I particularly want to find out, but... Hmm. What do you know about him so far, being here? 
Well, I know he didn't die. I know he's been kind of shuttled around from camp to camp. He saved Jasper. He and a group of a group of the Teethlings tried to move on. I guess they took his horns. He was sitting in some outpost when I last saw him. They tortured him to get him to behave. He didn't. And for whatever fucking reason, they've been watching us since day one, since before then. It's odd, isn't it? Whereas Drow, due to their own actions, far and few between. Tieflings are ten a penny. Why Corey in particular? Why would they bring him? They wrote a letter to his parents telling them, it's like, oh, come to the island, but avoid the caves. And they came to the caves and everyone died but that one child. He doesn't he wouldn't have known what to do in that situation. Sometimes people act on instinct. He had the right instinct. And it quest makes me question why they would... Why would you bring a child in there? I see very few children in the caves. Specifically because I tell them not to bring their fucking children. <laughs> Would they have gone willingly? Maybe it was a threat. It was a mixture of people in that party, but... If there was some sort of threat, it wasn't physical. It just... Like, I get some of the interest in me now. I don't get why him, and this is clearly some puppeteering scheme that killed the parents of a child, orphaned him, left him on an island filled with what they call the worst and criminals and undesirables. And they took a gamble on my compassion. I could have left him there. And somehow they knew you wouldn't. It's interesting considering what... what rumours and things a lot of people believe about my... my kind. Lots of people believe these things. But a lot of people know not to listen to everything they hear. Indeed. But... You said you see cancers needed silk. Still seems like there's a way to go with that. Every question I get answered produces dozens more. It's an infinite loop. Back around to the beginning. Mm -hmm. 
Sorry. Oh, God, the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Army wonders whether if I hadn't looked for answers, people like Turg and that would still be alive. A lot of things in this life are inevitable. If, by chance, you hadn't run into him again, there's a very slim chance that he'd still be alive. I know. Some people just don't survive well on their own. Well, if we hadn't left them to deal with Moira's fucking issues, maybe they would have had a chance. Moira. The witch? Yeah, the one in the heels. Ah, monstrously tall one. Everyone's monstrously tall compared to me. Although you are very tall for your own kind. Yes, it's a weird it's a weird juxtaposition, I must admit. Disclaimer, I have no idea if that's true. I just read that the average drow is like four foot three or something to five foot. I kinda hope it's true. Most drows don't hit like five foot, so stunted growth because of lack of sunlight or something. And then funnily enough, Harlan at five five is actually considered quite short for his reigns. <laughs> Harlan, who's probably just stood there in the corner of the void like duh, duh, duh. having a slight nervous breakdown of his own, it's fine. Yeah. We we stand the time boy. Time boy, collective nervous breakdowns going on. Back around to the beginning. If you free me, I can offer you something. What would you like? Do I have to answer that now? No. I suppose you have until we part again. It's depending on what happens, my answer may change. Understandable. Is there a time limit on getting you to this snake woman? Not as such. I can help you part of the way there. That's not what I'm offering you in return for my freedom. But... When you get there, time will run short. The closer the proximity, the faster the process, I guess. In a manner of speaking. Joyful. It's not like I have much of a choice here. So I need to find a Haunty named Eris. Not sure how the fuck that will help you, but you know. This heiress, she is what on the mainland some might call a high priestess. Specializes in this type of thing. Specializes in bastards possessing arms of random drow elves after interaction with a toxic bollock. 
Well, I'm sure this falls under her jurisdiction. This is a very specific niche of research. <laughs> well, somebody's got to research it. And she's in the warmer part of the islands, probably more towards the volcanoes. Yes. Apparently her people don't like the cold too much. Fair enough. It's probably hibernating. <laughs> Bastard, as he's still so fondly known as. Well, if you have everything you need on you, I could point you in the right direction now. Do I have everything I need on me? I don't know. Would you like some cheese sandwiches to go with that? Can I have some cheese sandwiches too? <laughs> I checked my bag and Jasper's wrapped me some with a note saying, love you, heart heart. Sure. Eight cheese sandwiches up here. <laughs> I have eight sandwiches. <laughs> They're cut into like triangles. Yes. And I'm just there going, wow, Jasper's been busy. He's working very hard to cut up that small amount of cheese. He's gone out. He's gotten his. He's gotten like a dagger. He's sharpened it to a very precise point. He's made bread. <laughs> he's grown wheat. He's made bread. He's worked very hard. I'm so proud of him. <laughs> you now have eight cheese sandwiches. <laughs> so yes, Shard now has plenty of cheese sandwiches for the journey. Oh, spooky warm area. Let's go. I'm sure it won't be all bad. Shut up, bastard. As you say that, they go from like their normal creepy, permanent, never moving smile to pro genuinely grinning. Oh, thanks. I hate this. it. <laughs> and then. With sort of a the void around you fades. And you're now in a cave. Yes. I've literally written, yes, I'm in home turf, bitches. It's probably odd to enter a cave without hearing Oberon scream in frustration at seeing more rock walls. It's Harlan with me, or is it just me? Harlan's there too. Looking a bit hmm. I went here a few seconds ago. Have I sleep pork again? No. He he teleported us. Ah, that explains it. Can you make me a perception check, please? How bright is it? Is it like cave dark? It's cave dark. Yeah, that shard sees all. Shard sees all through the power of mystical wristlet thing from going, hey ghosts, be free, I guess. Ghosts, thank. <laughs> that is a 26. Okay. I see everything. This isn't a cave you've been in before, necessarily. 
Because I feel like going too close to the volcanoes would be uncomfortable for Shard. You know, because it's really fucking hot. Just like in yeah. here, it, it's really fucking hot. Mm. Why is it so warm here? <laughs> <laughs> it's dark, but you can instantly feel yourself beginning to sweat a little. It's mildly uncomfortable, but nothing life-threatening. Alan, it's too hot. I know. <laughs> I want to go lie on a colder cave floor, not melt. Alan, still wearing his scarf and his big coat, is currently sweating to death now. Alan, take off the big coat. Put it in your back. <laughs> Do you want to overheat to death? Alan also slightly objects to being told what to do by someone who's like, what, 250 odd years younger than him? You act like a child, I'll treat you like a child. Doing it. <laughs> There's a few moments where Harlan awkwardly puts his outer layers inside a bag. They will fit very neatly in there. <laughs> There's just a pause as we both fold our unnecessary clothing. And put it away. Pull out an iron. <laughs> Which Is I guess would be a hot rock. <laughs> hot rock. <laughs> Serious. Press our shirts. Carry on. <laughs> Working out unnecessary details. <laughs> Gotta get the creases just right. But you can go either way in this cave. You've just been deposited in the middle of a tunnel where it's hot, and sadly there is no glowing moss. The walls do seem mildly damp, though. It's like the tunnel's sweating. Uh, I don't like it. It'd be worse. You could be trapped in a skin stealer's armpit, just like Moira. You will never feel clean again. Yeah, well, Moira deserves that. Moira's also the dumbass that electrocuted herself. I feel like Oberyn maybe hasn't forgiven Moira for that. I don't think Oberyn's forgiven anyone for anything ever. In his life. <laughs> In his life. Even like a child who bumped into him by accident is like, you will die! I don't know, I think he's given forgiven Kendra for not like telling him she's a she's a fire can I see off the bat. Yeah, but that's because Kendra's his only friend, apparently. Ah uh, yeah. <laughs> like our sacrifices mean nothing. <laughs> this session's just turned into us bitching about. <laughs> I will bitch about over. Right then. Says Harlan, also a cave elf. What way do you think? I kind of look at the arm and I'm like, literally any advice apart from she likes it somewhere warm and she's a fucking snake. <laughs> uh, roll me a four, please. Life advice from... I'm getting life advice from an appendage. <laughs> that was a one. Literally takes one second for the arm to point in a direction for you. Okay, apparently this is my fucking divining rod, but for snake people. Hmm. That's all Harlan has to say on that. Follow the arm. <laughs> The arm obviously drops back down to your side when they've done their business. And said, this way. I kind of look at it and I'm like, you know, 
you're very clearly able to speak to me in my head, so can you stop controlling my limbs unnecessarily? Ugh, fine, let's go this way. Must I plot the murder of an arm? You say that very loud. No. I say, let's go this way, and just mutter under my breath. You carry on walking. Arlen does run his hand across the cave wall at one point because you rock, and then immediately regrets it when his hand becomes weirdly slimy. <laughs> Don't you dare rub that on my clothes. Then proceeds five minutes of Harlan chasing Shard around with a slimy hand. <laughs> ah. I felt if this wasn't such a serious thing, they would be chasing each other like, ooh, slimy hand. Once we reach our destination, we will then go, ooh, slimy hand. <laughs> okay, as you're walking along, can you make me a con save, please? One sec, let me write down slimy hand wall. <laughs> slimy hand wall. Because... It really is hot in here. That is a 15. Yeah. Shard, you just get a bit progressively sweatier as things go along. Shard stares in. I literally got blown up by a fucking fire golem thing the other week, so try me, bitch. Shard, this is fine. <laughs> I'm okay with the events that are currently unfolding. Do you know anything about this person we're meant to be finding? Apart from snake woman, high priestess, good with this kind of thing, and knowledgeable in the arcane? No? Hmm. I don't follow much religion, really. Neither do I. It's always been a bit beyond me. Well, I know her name, and apparently she's around here, according to this guy, so... Well, I guess all we can do is try. Well, if it gets him out of my arm, and out of my head, and out of my fucking veins, then I'll take the chance. Walking for a while longer. And after a while, the path splits. It's down, up, or left. I look at the arm like, all right, you little shit. They all lead to the same place. That's ominous. <laughs> Dealer's choice. I relay this to Harlan. I feel like if we go down, it's only going to get hotter. Yeah, I have a feeling the source is down there. If you were a snake lady... <laughs> then I'd probably live closer to the source. Alan has a weird mental image of himself as a snake lady and isn't sure what to think. <laughs> Alan is concerned. Alan is perpetually concerned. Yeah, let's go left, I guess. Okay. Where it's mildly sweaty rather than uncomfortably sweaty. As you're going through the mildly sweaty path, can you make me another perception check, please? Roll for sweatiness. 
Okay. All hail plus ten gang. Plus ten gang. <laughs> oh, add advantage because cave stuff. You start going through the path. It's fairly ordinary. The walls are a bit, still a bit sweaty. Occasionally you get dripped on from above. Why is this whole cave so sweaty? Why are we being dripped on? <sighs> sweaty cave is not a thought, a sentence of what I've been using today. Just the title of the episode, The Sweaty Cave. <laughs> Do caves have sweat glands? <laughs> Asking the real questions. Do qu- do do quaves? Do quaves? <laughs> do quaves? Do Caitlin speak well? <laughs> we English good. We speak a word well. I do. I do. <laughs> I do say. <laughs> I do say so, sir. <laughs> I do no, declare. I say, sir, I do declare. <laughs> we be good at this English-speaking lark. What is with people and ruining caves? I have no idea why this one is sweating. This one is sweating. The last one I'm, I was in was artificial. One before that, Oberyn just bitched the entire time. What's wrong with that one? That was one of the best ones. What I said. No, I don't like cave shard. Well, I don't like you judging me for being puff. <laughs> Does he judge you for being not wealthy? I mean, he was very. Sh- have you seen a bead curtain? Yes, yes, I have. Once. Where did you see it? Can you tell a lie? I saw a picture of a bead curtain. My exact reaction was, what's the point of that? It's cool, but what's the point of it? For some reason, there was one during the trials, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And everyone's like, you've never seen a bead curtain. Ha ha, you so poor. Don't yes. concerns me. Yeah, well, Charlie, want- Charlie told me about a dragon fruit. That is actually a real thing. Yeah, but like, she gave me a banana, which was very nice. I now like bananas. But, and then mentioned dragon fruit in the same sentence. And I was like, the fuck? I was very disappointed when I found out they weren't shaped like dragons. They're not shaped by dragons and they're not laid by dragons. I thought it was like an egg situation. Years and years ago on the mainland, I did actually get to try them. They're oddly disappointing. You cut them up. And the skin is bright pink. But inside, they're white with little black dots. So you think it's got to be something pretty special. It doesn't really taste of a lot. These people are weird. Definitely. So he says the two weird cave beans as they carry on. <laughs> Look, right now they're the minority to us, so... This path just seems to go on, and on, and on endlessly, as the cave gets progressively sweatier. Stop saying it! 
The cave gets moist. <laughs> <laughs> the cave is perspiring. Cancel Kerry 2022. <laughs> it's raining inside the cave. <laughs> it's raining. It's raining sweat. Hallelujah. It's raining sweat. I think of a way to describe it that doesn't involve the cave sweating. It's very hot. And very hot. damp. <laughs> yeah, it's damp in here. Why is it so damp? Why can't it be dank instead? You go around to the endless corridor. Can you make me this? A nature check, please. That is nine plus four, 13. It takes you a solid 20 minutes to realize that there's a strong possibility this is looping round on itself, but not quite the whole way. I look at my arm and I'm like, were we supposed to go down and you're just being a dick? As I said, all paths lead to the same place. I suppose you just took the scenic route. I'll take you the scenic route in a minute. Oh, wonderful. I'd love a day out. <laughs> Shard just proceeds to scream inside their head to piss him off as much as possible. Your hat. Yeah. Let's see. Make me a wisdom save quickly. <laughs> Your hand slaps you. <laughs> oh, that's ten. Okay, your hand clenches so that you're flipping the bird and it will stay that way for 19 minutes exactly. That's enough time for us to walk back the other way, I guess. Parsley to the same place. I guess this is just the longer one. Yep, we might as well keep walking and just ignore this. So that's not directed at me if you lift your hand no, I think he's directing at me because I'm screaming at him in my head because he's being a git. How do you... Oh. No, what I'm not even going to ask. You're welcome to ask. It looks like we have at least another 20 minutes. <laughs> How do you cope with this? I mean, I understand the constantly being surrounded by people. I am. But... Even then, you can't fully get away from everyone because you have someone living in your head. If I'm honest, I'm not really coping. I'm just clinging on for dear life. It helps that he doesn't make very much of an appearance that often. Hmm. Occasionally, he waves my hand at me or he punches a hole through a barrier, but he's fairly quiet. So he's not especially malevolent or anything. No, he just seems to be a dick rather than anything hostile. I think I just have to avoid looking at my veins. They're meant to be growing up the back of your neck. Arlen asks, peering around. <laughs> oh, great, they're up there now. They started from, I show you my hand, a whole bit. They've been spreading slowly over time. 
I was just curious because if he's not particularly evil, why is he doing this? This isn't normally something anyone on the neutral and hesitant to call it good side would do. I don't know, he just, I wasn't, he wanted Turg, he wanted Turg's, like, mind, because he was, he wasn't the brightest bulb out there, which meant he, he would be easier to subdue and use as a host to get to where he needs to be. Obviously, he got stuck with me, and I don't take this shit lying down. No, that you don't. Also, I'm inherently magical, and Turk wasn't, so he has to cope with that as well. I don't know why it's spreading. I don't know, I've asked before about whether... Because he can clearly move my limbs without me controlling it, and... I think if I think about it too much, it's just going to break me, and I can't give him that. Well, let's get him out then. It'll apparently go faster once we're in her vicinity, so... Let me know if the ones on my back are getting faster. Takes one more key crank. Nothing new yet. 19 minutes later, my hand stops flipping the bird at me. Yes, exactly. 19 minutes later, your hand muscles just unclench on their own. Ah, cramp. Then you can hear. I can hear you talking about me. Yes, well, I can't really make you go sit in the quiet corner with your fingers in your ears so you don't hear it. Really, that desperate to be rid of me, aren't you? I don't like... I mean, would you like something crawling into your body, being able to control your actions and seemingly with its own agenda, just there without a choice ah hoisted by my own facade <laughs> if it gets you out and you're no longer my problem or a threat to my safety then have you thought more on what you want I'm thinking about it fun fact I can't read your thoughts I know, I'll tell you when we get to that point. I know. Just thought I'd let you know. Yes, can't read my thoughts, but I'm going to put a yet on that front. I don't think that'll be happening anytime soon. You want to explain why your vein things are still growing, like Harlan pointed out? That's unfortunately just part of my being here. Let me rephrase this slightly. I could read your thoughts, but I'm choosing not to. Because I don't um, wish you any harm. 
believe it or not. If you did wish me harm, I wouldn't be here trying to find this person for you, so... Oh, that is... That's a possible outcome of if I did wish you harm. Okay, I wouldn't be here willingly. No. Now we're more onto it. We're on neutral ground here, and... Well, that's all I can focus on, because if I focus on anything that could potentially indicate you're hostile with me, then I will have a fucking breakdown. And we'll both get nowhere. Yes, this is yet another point. Are you sure she's here? Oh, for sureness. <laughs> Add your sureness modifier. Well, unless anything's happened. Okay. Unless we've somehow travelled to another plane of existence. <laughs> I look at the guy that just dragged me into another plane of existence. What's that look for? Eh, don't worry about it. As long as you returned us to the same bloody dimension, then... Well, well yes, it's, it's not my first rodeo at doing that. Well, I don't know. I don't even know your bloody name, never mind your life story. The thing is, I could tell you, but I would honestly miss you calling me every curse word under the sun instead. <laughs> it amuses me in a weird sort of way. Even and I'm if you to presume, I wouldn't stop killing calling you those. Well, it's up to you to identify yourself to her when she asks us. It's going to be kind of difficult for me to go, hello, yes, I have a bastard in my arm. Would you like him? Hello, this is bastard. Please This is bastard. Him. Please take. You just hear her along. <sighs> and then bastard goes quiet again for a while. I share a look with Harlan, like, this shit. <laughs> the shit you have to pass out with. How was your day? Ooh, I went to pick flowers. Ooh, I had an argument with a sentient bastard in my arm that can travel dimensions. Hmm. Can you make me one more nature check, please? You can have this one at advantage because cave. Okay, that's good then, because with advantage, that's a 19 rather than a 7. <laughs> yes, 19 is much better. We or prefer that. Yes, yes it is. And now I'm just being a twat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm here for it. <laughs> yes, this cave path is definitely like turning in on itself, almost in a spiral going down. You're adjusted oh, enough to cave. Oh, look, like... we're spiralling. <laughs> <laughs> You're adjusted enough for cave paths that you can tell you're just on a very slow downwards trajectory. Fear my 40 foot of spiraling. Can you make me another perception check, though, please? No, oh, no. <laughs> uh, that's, that's 22. Okay. It's gotten warmer the further down you've travelled, but you notice the cave is less damp as you keep going. 
I mean, I guess that makes some sense since the outside is, you know, fucking cold. And with that, it was 22, wasn't it? Yes. As you start to feel the path go round again, on the wall are a set of, well, markings, very similar to the sort you use in caves. Yeah. Do I kind of recognise what they would indicate? Hmm. This was a roll, what would it be? Uh. Survival? Yeah? Kinda. Yeah, roll me survival then, please. I forget, I gave everyone proficiency in survival for a reason. Oh yeah. I keep forgetting I don't have that ticked on my sheet. <laughs> uh, and that makes that a 16. Okay. Squint and tilt your head at it a bit, because it's not too often you see this one. Zoom. <laughs> it indicates magic. There's magic in this game. Hmm. That's odd. I guess, yeah, I guess I'll use detect magic, just like beep boop. Beepity boopity. Shard detects magic coopity. <laughs> Shard detects the booty. Shard does not care for the booty. Shard shies away from said booty. Shard does not investigate the big badonkadonk. Shard notices it and goes the opposite direction. Marlon, where are you going? Away! <laughs> swiggity swiggity, Shard's not coming for that booty. <laughs> yeah. But you cast Detect Magic. And up here, it's quite subtle, for a lack of better term. There's definitely magic, but it's not trying to rip your head off as it would have been in, say, the Trials or certain parts of the forest. Does it keep descending? Yes. I guess I'm going to keep going and try and see if there are any more markings. Okay. Uh, make me another perception as you keep going. That is 24. A hundred, a hundred and fifty foot later, you come across the same symbol, but slightly bigger this time. More magic. Big magic. I have Eldritch Sight, so I'm just going to use Detect Magic again, because I can use it for free. As the sign do declare, it is definitely stronger down here. Ah. Shard's brain okay. feels spicy for a moment. <laughs> Stronger magic here. I mean, we can only keep going down. 
screen. Well. <laughs> you keep going right. The slow descent starts to become a much steeper one. Wee! <laughs> it's not quite wee territory. But... Oh, we can't go sledding. <laughs> you had the chance to go sledding and you slid down the slide. Like, I fucking hate this. <laughs> Look, I was in a bad mood. <laughs> also, it was a waterfall. Oh, this was the slide in the trial. Oh, You're yeah. Like, fucking hate this. And Oberon just went. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why I hated it. <laughs> Mm, mm, great, it's getting steeper. Can you make me another con save, please? No, oh, great, it's getting hotter. Ah, yes, very hot. Wow, that is a four. Garbage, Shard. Garbage. Oh, oh dear. Shard, you are now on first level exhaustion as the heat <gasps> becomes overwhelming. It's too hot, me no like heat. Okay. It's too hot. Ah, oh, Harvin, you are also garbage. <laughs> Harvin's like, yes, yeah, same. It's getting to the point where your hair's starting to stick to your forehead. I eat I eat my cheese sandwiches before they get moist and gross. <laughs> Oh god, moist cheese sandwiches. Exactly, that's why I'm eating them now. Before it starts to go into my bag. <laughs> the cave beans sit and have an impromptu picnic. Yes. Where it's too hot and the sandwiches are slightly melty. Oh, the cheese has started to melt. You get an impressive cheese stretch at one point, though. Help. <laughs> <laughs> Is my food not doing what it's meant to? I'm in danger. <laughs> Jesus alive. Kill it. Kill it. Just hear the voice in the back of your head again. Have you not eaten melted cheese before? Why would you melt cheese? Oh, I'm not a chef. Stones at Moira. <laughs> But I'm sure it has some purpose. I mean, 90% of what I eat is some kind of stew or plain bread, so... Oh. I suppose I've never really thought of it that way before. Like, I've had the occasional sandwich, but sandwiches seem like an unnecessary waste of materials. Wow, Bast was thinking about his life choices now. Bast is thinking about the purpose of sandwiches when they involve the making a small amount of everything rather than one sufficient object. Just so my poor boy doesn't starve to death, Harlan also has sandwiches. Some of my sandwiches. <laughs> sandwiches. We are sandwich buds. That's just the title of this episode now. Sandwiches! <laughs> sandwiches. Sa said, sandwich cave beans. Sandwiches, same said with the same inflection as moss. <laughs> oh, cave beans have a picnic. <laughs> cave beans that's have the, a picnic. That's the name. That's the tagline. Ignore the horrific horrific implica implications of genocide and control and everything. We're having a picnic. Picnic. <laughs> hey, no attention to the genocide in the corner. <laughs> 
Let's see, does Harlem have anything else he can contribute to this picnic? I thought you were about to say, does he have anything to say about genocide? <laughs> I'm sure Harlan has opinions about genocide. <laughs> it's true. Harlan has biscuits too. Oh, bad. Biscuits are for sharing. Yeah. Um, nom, nom, I, nom, nom, nom. I just imagine what the two of them have found like a little ledge just off the path or something and it's like they're eating their sandwiches and biscuits. Yes. And drinking water because it's very fucking hot there. <laughs> Hydration is important. Hmm. As you're eating sandwiches. Obviously not with his mouth full because Harlan has table manners. <laughs> <laughs> so, after this, what are you going to do? Are you going to go back with the others? Well, seems like we're my best shot at finding Corey, at least. Do you know where you're going from here? Well, we need to find... Honestly, I don't know where they want to go from here. Guessing we're going to go try and break into a research facility or something. That went so well last time. They do seem to act first and then think about it. But it involves people I love, yeah. We all do rash things for the people we love. Well, can't say we didn't pay for that mistake, so. At the risk of sounding like some kind of guidance counsellor. What are you trying to do overall? It's just because I've been thinking about it myself lately and I want to know what other people think. Namely you. My end goal is what it's always been. Get Cory to safety. Whether that's here, whether that's on the mainland, whether that's away from me. As long as he's not in their hands. Escaping here is possible. I've done it. The barrier's not there anymore. That's one problem taken care of. But it depends how long it's not there for. And then there's well over a thousand miles of ocean between here and the nearest landmass. I mean, if Corey is alive, that's. and his abilities are still there. That's actually a way out. He's a plane walker. Is that why they took him? Maybe. Now that the barrier's gone, there's very little stopping him from being able to open and step through. to get close but feels like it can't be that simple it probably won't be but it's at least to step closer hmm. and the others Are they going As to in, 
Oberyn wants to tear this place to the ground. I'm pretty sure I've heard him and burn it all. Yeah, such. not like we live here or anything. No, I'd assume any burning would take place after you left. I don't think he quite realises that quite a few people won't want to leave. A lot of people were born here. Born here, built communities here, had families here. It's an island and it's a hell of its own making. But there's still life here. If you dismantle, like if we just wanted to dismantle the overarching stuff that makes it such a hell, then yeah, but he seems to be under the impression that the world would be better off with this no longer being a part of our of the ocean. I think he's seeing the full picture here. His rage blinds him to it, and I get it, but it's easy to fall into that. It's easy to fall into that when you're not, when you don't have a personal stake in it. I think even when you do, it's easy to let yourself become blind to the things that are right in front of you. Yeah, I'm probably blind to a lot of things. Aren't we all though? I don't know where I know Charlie wants to find her family and has to deal with repercussions from the past but I don't know what she wants going forward once she finds her brother is she going to go home is she going to explore, run God knows what Moira wants Charlie's not very forthcoming, but Moira's a whole other story. Moira, it's as if we've been told absolutely nothing. Hmm. And when we do find out things about her, she doesn't explain. I feel like she's not the only one, though. And I get it, it's hard to tell people your life story, especially if you don't know them that well. Yeah, but there was a moment before all of this, before the whole trials and everything, where we all sat in a cabin and we talked. We explained part of what had brought us here. Under the idea of, if we're going to work together in some capacity, even if it's to fulfill our individual goals, we need to understand it. And I got very, we got very little from Moira. Is it just Moira? I mean, I guess we got very little from everyone. I think I've heard Oberyn's story dozens of times now. Mainly because he yells it with anger whenever anyone argues with him. That's a great tactic. I mean, you know, the guy now has like tentacles. It's weird. Yes, um, I saw him from a distance. It was quite alarming. Yeah, I don't really know why or how. 
I'd be surprised if he really knew why or how. Yeah, it's one of those things where I'm like, the tentacles are very sweet little entities on their own, though. They're basically like puppies, but attached to him. Puppies, but horrifying. Yeah. Cory used to bring back snakes and frogs all the time, so I'm kind of used to weird, slithery things. I like snakes. I miss seeing the cave snakes. Yeah. Hopefully they'll come back when the water recedes fully. I slightly less miss finding them in my shoes, though. Yeah, that was always a bit exciting in the morning. Let me put my shoe on. Ah! <laughs> a snake! <laughs> Do you say you trust any of them? Depends what with. That's a broad question, really. I trust Moira to follow through on a goal. She, she's the one who told me about the whole Project Sentinel thing. Hmm. She found out the information and brought it to me. She didn't have to do that. And she seems certain in her promise that if anything would happen to me, she'd find him and bring him home. She's also determined in the fact that nothing bad will ever happen to me, but hey-ho. I mean, the optimism, it's not entirely a bad thing. I trust Oberyn to get back up every time this place knocks him down. And I trust that he will burn this place to the ground. You will dismantle this place or it will kill him. And even then, you'll probably get up anyway. It's a fair assessment. And I guess the loss of Turg has given Charlie and I an understanding of, well, we don't want we won't let anyone else we care about die here. And if that's aimed at the rest of the party or at our respective loved ones, then I can trust her on that. But I haven't properly told them about this. A gesture in my hand. Well, when he's gone. Are you going to tell them, or just make like it never happened? I have a feeling that even when he's gone, there's going to be some lasting influence on me. But Nothing how else am I going to explain everything else I found out through this without explaining him? That's a fair answer. So, like, I can walk up to him and be like, hey, yeah, the weird, de- weird evil being in my arm, who's kind of just a dick and not actually evil, told me about how my whole race has been genocided to fuel the barrier, imprisoning us all in this hellscape. Anyway, who wants cheese sandwiches? <laughs> I don't envy you for this conversation. Well, you might give them some relief instead of them watching me yell at my arm and just be confused. Not that none of them have asked why I'm yelling at my arm, but... 
Hi, welcome to my campaign, The Fall of Osia, where the party have a very strange dynamic. <laughs> where we all yell at various appendages and you no know, one seems to question why. It's it's something I feel like my campaign has, like, apart from everyone else. In the other campaigns, everyone seems to have some sort of camaraderie. My campaign's yeah. just a clusterfuck when it comes to that. It's like Our campaign like, is, we are together for survival and fuck else. Sometimes the party's like, we love each other, and next minute the party's like, we fucking hate each other. Honestly, no it's like high school. It is. The two Kathleen's sit on the ledge and have their talk while they have their picnic. We have a talk about the inherent nature of trust. I'll trust Shard, but they probably already know that. I mean, what are you gonna do? Honestly, I'm still trying to work that bit out. It's a very, very short run in politics. Decided I hated it. It's like, it, you'd get more sense out of screaming at a brick wall, honestly. Maybe go back to education. I like teaching. But then part of me wonders whether or not I should just find someone quiet and retire after all this is over. Assuming I get off the island again. I think you will. I'd like to hope. Maybe go back to be. <laughs> Maybe just retire and follow geology. That's my true passion. Make a museum of rocks. Into a museum of rocks on the mainland. They Make a be better one. Place. Get a job there. Take it over. <laughs> this is mine now. Shall we get going? Yeah, we probably should. At this point, we've probably been sat and talking for quite a while. So with the food, water, and talking, your exhaustion is now removed. Yay! <laughs> I'm hydrated. Hydrated, fed, and social needs filled. I am a functioning sim. <laughs> We click the snake lady place and walk there. <laughs> walk to snake lady. You carry on following the path down. And it gets hotter. And it starts to get a bit lighter too. There's a soft glow as you carry on going down. children, I swear to God. Be gone, child. Be gone, child. <laughs> There's a scarfed glow towards the end of this path before it veers off into another tunnel. Hmm. Hello? Hello? <laughs> There's no reply. Snake lady! <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Slips, maybe? <laughs> slim Shady? What's a Slim Shady? <laughs> Some weird voice in the sky said it. Do they call you Snake Ladies offensive? I'm not sure. I'll ask. Fair. I assume you carry on walking towards. Yeah. We're just like, eh. Welcome to the Fall of Osia. Walking the campaign. I mean. So when you get to where the cave goes off into another tunnel, can you make me a perception check, please? Oh, that is a 25. Okay. That's much higher than you needed to roll. Thank God! I've got like two lines prepared for this. If you roll a one, it would be, Shard is now blind. (laughs) Not again! (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Now I know how snow feels. Distant Moira screeching. (laughs) Fuck off! Distant, the bitch deserved it! (laughs) Distance, yeah, still! You get down there and you can instantly see what's making the red glow. There are little torch lamps just lit along the corridor. But the lights reflected of thousands and thousands of beautiful red rubies just lining the cave. Oh, this is nice. You can see Harlan almost making heart eyes at the wall. So you wanna go look at the rubies? Is it that obvious? I mean, we might as well take some enjoyment from this weirdly hot cave. (laughs) You walk in. These rubies, they seem to have been polished recently. You can see a reflection in them. Whoever lives down here takes good care of this place. I don't think there would have been objections if we'd lined the caves with gemstones up there. Or they just would have been nicked. Probably the second option. Considering there's magic here, I guess... Maybe there's some way of telling the intentions of the people who come in here. So if it's the kind of person who will steal them, they get escorted away. Quite probable. Plus they're really hot to the touch. Alan says, putting his hand over but not quite touching them. Don't smudge them, Alan. Huh? <laughs> Don't do that. Quickly wipes one with his sleeve just in case he smudged it. <laughs> been a long time since we've seen, well, this many gem outcroppings in one place. Hmm. It's nice. It's almost comforting, really. It's good to know there are still some, well, some areas underground in this place that have the potential to be like this, rather than 
caved in or filled with a wall of eyes or whatever. Uh, before this became a prison, it was a mining island. Guess they didn't find everything. I'm feeling the earth has a way of protecting itself sometimes, so... Children, why are you like this? Then we can what you believe. They say the earth is sentient. I mean, that makes sense to me. I kind of gestured to the ring that has my patron. I'm like, he wouldn't have the power he does if he didn't have some sort of influence over it. No, I suppose he wouldn't. Maybe if you ever get five minutes, it'll be worth asking. Yeah. Maybe if we ever get five minutes, I can... Well, I mean, technically there is like a dimension within this. I use it to retreat when I'm about to die. But it is actually a... It's a place, it's a communication. And it's safe to be in there? Yeah, it is actually. It's it's an odd thing to think about, but... Even since the type of shadow elf I based Harlan off isn't official, but like Shard, he also has sunlight sensitivity. So even we're both just there, like (laughs) even for the pair of your light sensitive eyes, it is very useful down here. It's just warm and quiet and very red. It's very red. Chardon Harlan camp out in the Ruby Tunnel forever. The end. <laughs> we live here now. <laughs> we live in a palace now. <laughs> we sit and spend the rest of our days polishing rubies. I suppose to some that would sound like a punishment, but Harlan would be like, I'm kind of okay with this. I'm in! <laughs> probably head keep going down see if we can find who's been taking care of this place I suppose we should Arlen said very reluctantly the rubies hey, if we're lucky maybe we have to go back up this one the root tunnel does stretch on for quite a while and every square inch of it really seems to have been polished to the point where you can see your exact movements reflected in loads of tiny mirrors almost. How much spare time do they have? Jesus. <laughs> do you say that part out loud? No, I don't. I'm just kind of there going. Ah. Like, ooh, shiny. Ah, it's me. <laughs> 
probably look at them all and be like, this must have taken days. I suppose if nobody really comes down here, then it would stay like this for a while. I guess, but if someone is living down here, there's still dust and dirt and things that would naturally settle. You're talking about dust. The ruby tunnel stops. There's an arch at the end, made of bigger ones. They're not cut quite as cleanly as the ones on the walls giving it a more natural vibe. Natural. Natural. As natural as a tunnel made of rubies can be. It opens out. Architecture. Into a cavern. Which has largely been untouched. Except there are small makeshift homes dotted around. And there are gems growing out the walls. Not just rubies this time. You can name, you could probably name quite a few different ones. And there's no pattern to them. They're just growing erratically. These little simple homes that look like they've been made of stone. Just smoothed over stone. Thanks, that's a lot. And there's 16 of them all together. All just going up and up following the natural path of the cavern. Alan's eyes are probably out of his head. Alan's like, yes, heart eyes. I live here now. <laughs> In the middle of the cavern is a pond. And you can just see all the gems from the ceiling reflected in it. I didn't realize places like this still existed. The voice from your left says, it's because there's not many of them left. It's not Harlan? That's not Harlan. <laughs> kind of turned to the voice and I'm like, hi. <laughs> you turn and Charlotte has to look down a bit as a halfling stood there. Dressed in simple clothes. It's not often we get visitors here. What are you down here for? We're looking for someone. Ah. When people are looking for someone, they usually only come for the same person. I mean, if you're talking about Eris, then yes. Though, this place is astounding. Lovely smiles. Aye, that it really is. It's one of the few places on this island that they haven't managed to touch. Managed to escape the tsunami as well. It's in a very unique location, you might say. The natural landscape and the spirit of the earth protected it. I'm glad they protected some of the tunnels then, because, I mean, my ones with all their underwater pools and, like, moss areas, they didn't survive. You're from um, the tunnels with the uh, the cotton moss, the one that glows. Yeah. Oh god. Travelled a bit far then. Yeah, not really intentionally. 
Plus, you know, the upper world's kind of gone to shit, so. Aye, we've seen that. It's best to stay down here, mate. Yeah, I guess that was, that was my problem. I didn't really have anywhere to go back down to. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, this, knowing this exists makes it a bit easier. Now, if you're looking for errors, it's the, it's the house right at the top there. Just here, leg day every day. <laughs> you get used to it quick. I must. I'm shard, by the way. Nice to meet you, shard. I'm Ash. Good to meet you, Ash. Make yourself at home while you're here. I mean, chances are, this is Harlan. Harlan here's gonna pick your brain about all these gemstones. Harlan has slightly wandered off to look at everything with the expression, I guess, of a kid at Christmas. Everything's just amazing here. I just kind of gesture. <laughs> I think you've made his fucking existence. <laughs> Well, that's always good. It's always good. But don't mind, I'd best be on. And to get some more weight, he's quite old. He's about it hunched over. We stand. Yeah. I kind of look over to Harlan. I'm like, I'm gonna go talk to Eris. You can keep looking at these if you want. I... Would you mind if I went with you? Or... You can come with me. <laughs> okay. I just, just kind of I look... know how much you love this stuff, so. I haven't seen anywhere like this in far too long. It's good to know it's still here. Hmm. Do you think you can name every one of these? <laughs> I'll do my not, best. Not that I'm going to ask you to, because that's mean <laughs> to the DM. <laughs> my knowledge of rocks is a bit limited, but Harlan would be able to name all of these and probably tell you several facts about each one. In the process of climbing up to where Eros's house is supposedly, he's going to tell me as many as he can. <laughs> he points out, points out, it's like geodes, you've seen plenty of geodes. And then he's gonna point out maybe that's emerald. And that's jade. And that's that's tiger eye. <laughs> Tiger's eye, tiger eye, I forget which one it is. It's very pretty. I wonder what came first, the tiger or the gemstone? It's a bit like the question, what came first? The colour or the fruit orange? Orange is a fruit? I'll have to get you on one day. They're very sweet. Charlie, yeah, Charlie said something about a fruit salad. That's kind of on the line of sandwiches, where you know how you need a lot of ingredients to make kind of a small end product. A fruit salad is just cutting up all different kinds of fruit and putting it in a bowl. 
I guess for fruit salad, it at least makes sense for, like, if you're trying a bunch. Yeah. It's like a buffet. Some people put bananas in them, you know. Don't think bananas really go in it. They just get soggy. Why wouldn't you just eat the banana first and then have your fruit salad? <laughs> okay, means debate the morals and ethics of fruit salad. <laughs> <laughs> I've already given the bastard a crisis about sandwiches. <laughs> now he's listening to a debate on fruit salad. This whole episode is just Caitlin gives everyone existential crisis about food. Like, no, let me tell you about soup. I fucking hate that one. <laughs> <laughs> Time to reference a post I saw. I'm just going to always eat soup from now on because ain't nobody asking for a bite of your soup. Hi, I want to slurp your soup. Right now, oh, that's I'm the worst thing I've ever said. <laughs> that's the worst thing I've ever said. And I've said horrible things on here. <laughs> I feel mildly disturbed. <laughs> No slurp in my soup. <laughs> Everyone mistakes. Sweaty caves. <laughs> Quick. Quick. To the plot. To the plot. Ignore. Yes, cave means to debate the morals and ethics of fruit salad on the way up to Eris's house. It doesn't really stand out from the other houses. It's quite ordinary. <laughs> Although almost all these houses have either little lanterns or magical flames burning outside, just to illuminate everything. I'm gonna this knock, because <laughs> I'm polite. Shard is polite and knocks. There's movement at the window. This house has curtains. Flowery curtains. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what curtains are. I've just got to quickly figure out how to pronounce this other. <laughs> this is curtains. Curtains. And someone answers the door, but it's not a snake lady. I'm probably going to butcher the pronunciation of this because, hi, I'm Carrie. I learn all my words by reading and not knowing how to pronounce all of them. Mood. <laughs> Is it a furbolg? A furbolg answers. I'm just gonna call it a furbolg. Furry thing. Cow people. Cow people? <laughs> furbolg answers the door. Can I help you? Hi, uh, Ash told me, told us we could find Eris here. The furbolg looks at both of you. Yes? Can I ask what you're here for? <laughs> my brain then goes, how do I explain I have a sentient being in my arm that needs its assistance? <laughs> I kind of... kind of look at Harlan and I'm like, eh? The cave beans stare at each other. And inside, who is it? pair of elves who are just staring at each other and not telling me what they want to see you for. Oh, that's something you don't see every day. <laughs> I essentially have a passenger in my body who says that she can help. 
may as well come in then. And thank you. Profile will stand aside and let you both in. I say thank yeah. you because I am respectful. Pardon this Thank you. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like slightly intimidated by the giant woman. Well, hail the giant woman. <laughs> to say the inside of these houses were cosy would be a bit of an understatement. And less nice way to put it would be cramped. Yeah. It doesn't really help that this one's got quite the assortment of knickknacks in it. What's the best fanciest way I can describe this? Because I feel like Shard might not know what an incense burner is. Huh? Air smells spicy. <laughs> the air smells spicy. Yeah. Smells and some, spicy. And some sticks are on fire. <laughs> some stick. There are some gently smoking sticks on one of the carved out shelves in the walls. And the air smells spicy. <laughs> I kind of see them and I'm like, are those sticks meant to be on fire? <laughs> And Furbog slash Big Lady says yes. Okay, cool. Just wanted to check. Yes, not many people have seen them. Yes, it smells nice. We like it. Fair enough. Like all the furniture could be described as squashy. There's squashy Ooh, chairs it's... and squashy bed and yes, yeah, squashy. A less a less squashy kitchen. <laughs> carved out with like a little fire cooking place and we're two squashy elves haha <laughs> <laughs> ha, castor stuff <laughs> sat cross-legged in the middle of one of the squashy chairs is a and I'm gonna have to ask you again for the pronunciation of this Monty Monty I've always pronounced it as the way it's spelled <laughs> Yuanti, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I say I say Huanti like um I don't know, I say it with like more of a Spanish leaning pronunciation. I've always pronounced it as Yuanti. I don't know what the official pronunciation is. Let's just leave it open to pr- interpretation like Snake <laughs> Well, I suppose in D and J we've also got a divide on whether it's pronounced Janassi or Ganassi. Yeah. I prefer Ganassi myself. But... So I'm just going to pronounce it as Yuanti. Fucking sue me if I'm wrong. Actually, don't. I don't have that much money. Please don't. Yeah, some people say Yuanti. Some say Yuanti. Some people say Huanti. It's... Some people say Snack. It's Snack, lady. Yeah. As a Yuanti. Sat cross-legged in the middle. You want to pure blood, I guess. I don't need to specify. Snick. She looks up. Come in, take a seat. Thank you. Kind of perch. Shard, you perch and immediately sink. <laughs> ah! These are great. <laughs> yes, they are rather, aren't they? Harlan awkwardly sits on the edge and also sinks. <laughs> Harlan! <laughs> Harlan <laughs> disappears. <laughs> Harlan gets eaten by the sofa. It's just a pair of legs going, help! <laughs> I pay no attention. 
<laughs> Harl, unfortunately, is not eaten by the cage. Damn it! Wow, okay. <laughs> but I wanted to go on a cool rescue mission inside the couch. Slash, maybe Shard just wanted to be eaten by the couch and then this would all be over. Rescue mission in couch. <laughs> Upcoming one shot, everyone. Look forward to it. We all get eaten by furniture. Don't tempt me because I will run it. It will be terrible. It will be funny. Final boss is the Hoover. So, you seem to have some sort of magical parasite. And then, go ahead, you hear, how dare you? He doesn't like being called a parasite, but I mean, I call him bastard, so you know. Oh, so he's completely sentient then. He's sentient and capable of. He's capable of communication, manipulation of my limbs. And full on, like, he dropped us essentially a few few hundred meters up in the cave system. I must be desperate to escape. Not many people come round this way. It's too hot for a lot of them. Hmm, fair enough. It's a bit warm for my taste, but I've got to say, the cave system itself is exquisite, so do our best to maintain it. The Earth looks after us and we look after the Earth. Makes a nice change. So. I assume you want me to get rid of it. Well, I mean, he came... He attached himself to me through, essentially, a wound. So... And... He requested I bring him here to, so we can separate. He can hear you. Yes, I'd be worried if he couldn't. So if you want to address him, I can relay what he's saying. I'm sure that'll be easier in time. Sits back. There's a thinking pose for a moment, just steepling her hands. She's got very delicate hands. And in that time, the furball brings over a big jug of water. No, we stand. There is, since I got the wound, I've essentially had only, only specific people can see it, including myself. But, and Harlan here when he puts on his goggles. I'm shard, by the way. Sorry. I probably don't need to introduce myself since you came looking for me, but I am Eris. And this is Xenia. She points Hi, to the Xenia. Xenia does an awkward wave. <laughs> <laughs> Her veins have been slowly spreading since I since it first hit me. And whatever it was sent me into some kind of Death trance. The moment, as her hands glow with a pale magic, then she tilts her head. 
Yes, I can see it's quite the problem now. She casts true seeing on herself. Just kind of look at, I kind of glance at my own veins, just like, Jesus. Quite the problem you have there. Yes, well, did not intend to end up like this. I just tried to help a friend and come across as someone who's experienced a lot of loss. Yeah, well, I rescued that friend woke up with some barbaric collar around their neck. And when we tried to remove it, it shot out spikes. He narrowly avoided death and I got a spike in my hand and a voice in my head. But you you still would tell me look? his fucking name! <laughs> would you mind if I had a look where you were spiked? Yeah. I kind of... I had... By default, I've had kind of a bandage wrapped around it. Yeah. Just so, you know, if something lands on my hand, it doesn't fall into the open wound. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the permanently open wound. I'll kind of unwrap it. <laughs> like, ish. The wound doesn't smell, and it doesn't weep, but it looks as fresh as the day you got it. It's a bit disturbing, really. It's been... It's been like several months since I got it. <laughs> she will... Is it okay if I... Yep. She'll take a closer look. Shad does that thing where someone's poking, like, your broken wrist or, like, your sore wound and you're just dealing with it. I think we can get rid of your... Well, I'm not really sure what the term they prefer. I just call them bastard. <laughs> well... Okay, I'm sure we can get rid of them, and that should close up this wound. If you give me a, a small amount of time to prepare, make yourself at home. Yeah. I kind of internally address El Bastido. <laughs> El Bastido is online. <laughs> and I'm like... This is what you want? Very much so. Are you going to go into her? No. No. I don't think I'm quite capable of that. And furthermore, I have no reason to. Where will you go from here? It's a good question. I'd say back to my own realm. Maybe see what there is to see first. Have, I, like you, have my own things to do. <laughs> now that I'm here and about to be freed, I can get on with them. Okay. You know what I'm going to ask you next, don't you? What I want, yeah. Yes? 
Outside of the obvious. <laughs> Outside of that one. I think. I know something's coming, and I know something bad is coming. I need a way to remove those I care about from the way, from its path. Because if it takes me, that's fine. When you say something bad, and there's a moment where things seem to pause, as in front of you is Bastard again. I figured we may as well do this face to face. Fair enough. What do you mean by something bad? Well, whether we're. everything seems to lead to an end point in this place. Regardless of what we did, that tsunami was going to happen. Now we've passed the trials, we're definitely on something more powerful's radar. And they're not just going to let us leave this island for free. No. They weren't going to let you leave the trials, you know. I'd guessed. But I'm assuming they can just keep following us. It's not like we're hard to find. Well, the number of people on this island has significantly dwindled. And the number of people in the company of a drow are even rarer. I can count on one hand the number of drow I've seen. Yeah, same here. There's you. There's one on the side of the military. Yes, I saw them. You showed me them. Yes. Yes, I did. Bastard sits down on the edge of a now very solid squishy chair. So he doesn't sink into it. <laughs> it's curious, though, why that drow would be in a position of power in the military. Knowing what I know now about the barrier and about its power running out. Yes, they provide something that ensures their safety. I mean, we have a very unique magical signature. Our connection with the earth makes that. So, arguably, the easiest way to find other drows and get them in a place like this is with another drow. They just multiply them. That's the easier way of doing it. Which makes me wonder whether that person is slowly becoming... I don't know, maybe the more you multiply something, the weaker it becomes. Less battery. I think there's a much more simple explanation if we're still talking about the other drive. 
They're a dick. <laughs> Very much so. You can be ruthless, but you are not needed, needlessly cruel. They are, and I guess the military likes that. The best way to keep people in line is with cruelty. And I guess the crueler they act, the less likely they are to be replaceable. They've assimilated themselves. I should imagine it wasn't easy, but they've accomplished it. Which puts a bigger target on my back. And the parties. The party are wanted for their own reasons. Yeah, they are. And if I can keep any of them safe, then I'll have done my job. I think the best way to achieve that end is to stick together. Regardless of your differences. I just think I haven't thrown Oberyn in a pit. I'm sure it's been very tempting at times. (laughs) All I want is to protect those I care about. And anything you can give me that will assist with that. I'm sure that can be arranged. This is going to hurt, isn't it? Not necessarily. There are several things I could give you. I'll think it over and see which one I think would suit you best. Well, you've spent enough time to know me fairly well, so... It's it's been interesting. (laughs) People go to great lengths to save the people they love. And everyone has a different way of doing it. Some people use their brute strength, their speed, their intelligence and some people just go for cruelty to others if you make yourself a bigger person you're less likely to be a target when people fear you it's easy to move them out your way but as far as I will go for those I care about they wouldn't forgive me if I became a monster No, I don't see them doing that. And I can't protect them if they won't let me. I think if I can offer you one thought, it's not all on your back. If they're not willing to let themselves be protected, that's that's not going to help your cause. Doesn't mean I can't try. Well, of course you can try. Let's could see how it pans out. <laughs> I'm sure this won't be the last time we cross paths. Although oh, next joy. time <laughs> I shan't be back in your arm. Yeah. Please refrain from invading my veins again. And maybe we'll get on. <laughs> naturally next time just try a hello honestly (laughs) 
you know, despite everything, it's been fun, Shard. They'll hold out an arc like a hand to shake. I kind of look at it and I'm like, as much as I hate to say it, it has been. And I guess a part of me will miss your snarky laugh in the back of my head. And I'll shake the hand. Not with the hand with the hole in it, obviously. No. <laughs> After a handshake, time seems to resume again. I'm just there with a hand in the air. <laughs> Nobody seems to notice. Eris is busy preparing something. Someone's being awkward in the corner because guests. She's very relatable. <laughs> sip my water and think about my life. Arlen's <laughs> looking around the room. There are a lot of pretty things in this room. Every so often my nose is like spicy. <laughs> okay. That is hard <laughs> this time. <laughs> yeah. Never find me anywhere where the air was spicy. It's making it kind of hot in here. Sips yeah, water. <laughs> I get like wanting to taste spice, but smell spice? Next, you'll want to see spice. I mean, some spices are quite valuable and pretty to look at. True, but... I mean, my brain went more to rubbing spice in your eyes, so you've clearly got the right of it. <laughs> well, there's a spice that's shaped like little stars or flowers. Hmm. I have to try and find some someday. Make a kick-ass to do. Now I want to do. <laughs> After what feels like a small eternity, Eris comes back over. She's got a little pot with her. Inside is a clear bubbling liquid. Yeah. There's nothing to fear. I can't promise it won't be painless. Yeah. Pain is an old friend. It is if you've been here for a long time. And probably beyond as well. Aye. I just need you to submerge the wound in this. Kind of address faster than I. You ready? As I'll ever be. Mental image of bastard putting on his hat and carrying his bags. You ever gonna tell me your name? Perhaps if we meet again. Alright then. <laughs> Put my hand in the boiling liquid. <laughs> Regret everything. <laughs> liquid is boiling. Well, it looks to be boiling, but it's actually just pleasantly warm. Mm. Ah, it's on the it's on the inside of my hand because I've got an open fucking wound. And 
like the air in the room, it feels spicy in your mood. Mm. Probably quite unpleasant. It's like those spiky tingles. Yeah. What languages does Shard speak? Common, Elvish, and Dwarvish. Any of us? Mm. No, my background just never gave me one, I guess. Hmm, that's kind of unusual. Dwarvish, yeah, I taught. I put Dwarvish because that's how, after 40 years of knowing... <laughs> knowing actual dwarves. Yeah, no, the natural laws. I just kind of went, yeah, fine. So Eris starts speaking in a language that you don't quite understand. For the benefit of the tape, it is abyssal. Every other one of my characters bloody speaks that. <laughs> the others would be like, hmm, interesting. This is what a ritual is. And Shard is like, get, you know, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. <laughs> I suppose it's essentially, and I'm just going to go over myself and make a mess of this, the abyssal version of speaking Latin. Yeah. <laughs> Does Harlan speak Latin? Harlan knows many things. Does he, does he know abyssal? He does actually not. Wow. His language is abyss. There's not one of them. <gasps> He's so unintelligent. <laughs> not for the benefit of tape. He's got common, elvish, dachronic, um, sylvan, and a few others. I would cast comprehend languages, but my hand is currently submerged <laughs> in a bowl of liquid. <laughs> yeah. Harlan is educated, but abyssal is not really a language they teach people. And as she continues to speak, after a while, you can see the orange veins are slowly starting to recede, travelling back down towards the site of the wound. And you feel your connection with Bastard disappearing. Hmm. And they go, they go travelling up your arm, through your wrist, back down to your stab wound but they congregate and it's almost a little bit disturbing you can see the wound sort of knitting itself closed I'm just kind of so, staring at it waiting for the agony <laughs> when the wound is closed the orange just fades it seems to seep out into the water that your hand is submerged into. Then, after staring at it for a few moments, Eris just looks up. You can remove your hand now. I'm take my hand out. The liquid is now bright orange. And the wound in your hand is completely closed over. It's good as new. And now I'm really fucking tired. <laughs> <laughs> you know, getting an entity drawn out of your body. 
imagine it is quite tiring. Shard probably does feel a bit heavy after that. Shard, Shard gets eaten by the sofa. Arlen is mildly alarmed as the sofa just goes bomb and swallows Shard. Om! You can rest here a while. It's probably been a long day for you. I'm kind of staring at my hand. <laughs> Thank you. It's what I do. Still doesn't mean you don't deserve thanks. Is there anything else I can help you with while you're down here? I mean, Harlan's probably got a billion questions about the gemstones. See how not to ask too many questions. <laughs> I hate to disappoint, but I'm probably one of the less knowledgeable people about it. I stay here to help others. Although I do admit it's quite pretty up there. Last time I travelled up to the surface, I was most disappointed. Yeah, surface is a bit of a mess right now. Oh, definitely. Watching part of the island be swallowed by water was not something I intended to do. Yes, it was not fun to witness. And the aftermath has been bad. Bad is possibly putting it mildly. Well... Bad is, bad is the mild way, but if you think too much into the horrific implications of what our lives have become, I'm not going to get out of bed in the morning. You'll just spiral until there's nothing left. I can spiral when it's all over. I don't have time for that anymore. That's for an orange liquid to a glass vial. I was kind of looking at the orange liquid like, nah. <laughs> specimens it's not something I've come across before me neither but you said we'd meet again which you know but not in my arm not often that whatever he was makes things such as himself make contact with they don't often come back well no he said he'd gift me something as well which indicates he has your mic is like super crackly Fucking cats. <laughs> no. He seemed very... He was capable of a lot. Mm. Well, that has me slightly concerned. Have you met many magical parasites that can draw people into another plane of existence and have a conversation with their physical form? 
No, that's why I was slightly surprised that you ended up here. I don't know what his overall goal was. I probably never will. Well, I'm sure you'll find out at some point if you're meant to know. If I'm meant to know, if not... I don't know, he'll probably pop up behind me at some point in the far future like, surprise, motherfucker. Hmm. Start studying the vial of liquid. She just stares into the liquid, just gently swirling it. It just, stares back. Just kind of going into her own little world for a minute. All seem to come to fairly abruptly. So like, sorry, sorry. Was there anything else I could help with? Or got lost in my own world for a moment there. It's no problem. No, I think this was all you could help me with, but I appreciate the offer, regardless. Well, you know where to find me. I mean, I'm not really sure where this place is. I kind of got yeeted here. <laughs> well, we're part of the volcanic region. Hmm. How far are we from Volca? Not more than a day's hike once you get to the end of the paths. Oh, good. <laughs> but... If that's all I can help with, then I'm glad I was able to do that much. Good luck with him. I kind of throw a side eye at the orange liquid. The orange liquid is ominously orange. <laughs> orange intensifies. Did you do anything else? At her place? Apart from kind of poke the incense sticks. <laughs> They're hot. Ah! No, Shard smells slightly of incense. Yeah. Shard smells spicy. <laughs> Shard is confused. <laughs> Honestly, I think when Harlan's ready, they'll make their way out and just kind of walk in silence considering the implications of everything they've learned. Silence. So the cabin village is almost completely silent now. Everyone seems to have gone into their own little houses. There's little lights in all the windows. Still very glittery and pretty. Harlan's just losing his mind. Alan's looking at everything. It's like he's trying to just commit every little image of this to memory. It's getting every angle possible. Yeah. I'll probably stand by the um it like a pond thing. Yeah. Just kind of look into that because I can't see the veins anymore. You look in, and you can see yourself reflected back. With no creepy orange. Yay! You can also see the bottom of the pond. It's 
Obviously, it's made of rock, but it's almost pearlescent. It's so shimmering. I kind of subconsciously rub my patron's ring and I'm like, oh, I wish more places like this existed. They probably do, just not here. I look the only voice in my head now. <laughs> I assume that's a good thing. Me too. You're finding more answers then as well. Yeah. Still more questions, but... I know why I'm here, at least. More than just a criminal. It didn't make sense. And I know what they did. unpleasant would be putting it far too mildly. It's... I mean, yeah, it's unpleasant. It's... The implications of it are terrifying. I should imagine so. I mean... These gemstones are a good metaphor for this. The rarer something is, the more people covet it, the further they'll go to get it. Very much so. But... I should, I should think you're not going to let them take you that easily. Not without a fight. And you're not alone in this. I know. I'm just well aware. I'm well aware of my weak points. The fact you know your own weaknesses is a good start. I just hope I get I get to him before they do. It's just a silence on their friend not necessarily that rock dad doesn't know what to say acknowledgement silence yeah it's just silence the only sound is like the gentle scuffling as Harlan checks out a flower of what seems to be made a solid crystal I just let Harlan explore. <laughs> Harlan will be here forever if you let him. Okay, I give him an hour. <laughs> what do you do during that hour? I'll probably just sit down and breathe for the first time in a while. Mm. We've been constant since well, shot has been constant since they found out that Cory could be alive and hasn't really had a moment to rest, whether it's dealing with other people's problems or suffering in a white room of suffering. Or oh, the trials yes. or here. I think they just want to appreciate the silence for once. Yeah. 
It's a long time they've been holding their breath for. We're trying to stay above the water and being able to breathe for the first time in a while is everything. the end of that hour, it probably kills Harlan to leave this place. But he will get up. Right. As much as I don't want to, shall we go? You know where it is now. You can always come back. I just hope it stays here. Well, if they've protected it against a tsunami... We can hope. How are you feeling now? Conflicted. Hmm? Do you want to talk about it while we walk? I think I need to think about everything we've learned today first. Okay. But I always appreciate you, Holly. Give the smile. We walk on in what I assume is silence for quite a while then. It's one of those comfortable silences rather than yeah. like the Moira, not the Moira, the um, the Eli Reed hour and a half of awkwardness. I suppose Shard and Harlan and the sort of people that they can just hang out and by hanging out, even if they just sit like in the same room in silence for three hours. It's hanging out. I don't need to be actively engaging with each other. No. It's the presence of the other that's the important bit. So. Yeah. As with everything, the walk back seems to take less time. I suppose because you're not really anticipating anything at the moment. Also, it gets a bit cooler. <laughs> yes. As you walk up, you get to walk through the damp tunnels again. And it's still unpleasant. Now I chase him around with a slime hand. <laughs> ah! <laughs> slime ah! hand! <laughs> so they, you two go from comfortable silence to chasing each other around with wall slime. <laughs> it's kind of that moment where we both get to... We both get to, like, the slime walls and then we yeah. kind of look at each other and there's that same glint of mischief before we yeah. both die for it. <laughs> It's just slime everywhere. <laughs> roll me an attack roll. <laughs> roll <laughs> to slime. <laughs> roll to slime. Uh, what's my dex? It's a dirty 20. Yep. Get slimed, boy. Arlene got a 19, I think that slimed you as well. Oh, God, we've both been slimed. <laughs> By the time you reach the cave entrance, you are both still slimy. Thank God for supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> it's shite. <laughs> I'm just half tempted to take some of this slime back to coat the others with. Just wait till they're sleeping and just go splat. I don't think I mean, they'd appreciate it. 
I mean, we should probably take some of this anyway for Oberyn to study. It just doesn't, you know... We don't have to give it to him in a vial. We can just pour it on his head. <laughs> just imagine it's written juicing a bit of slime into a jar. <laughs> we just kind of pull, pull out, like, I don't know. An empty jam jar or something. Alan's the sort of person who has the most Jaws. random of items in his bag. He probably just has empty fill jars. a jam jar with slime. It's now that the slime's out in the light, it's an odd greyish colour. I bet it's... we put it on like the door handles of the house so that when they come in, their hands get slimy, but then they've already got it off so they can't see what it was. Excellent. Just make a note. Slime <laughs> prank the rest of party. <laughs> we'll need to warn Jasper though, so he doesn't get slimed. But the cave, the cave mouth comes into view, and you can see the grey, overcast sky. Yes, it's not sunny. <laughs> No, it's overcast once more. When you get to it, there's a long hike down, but you can see for quite a distance now. I can show you the world. <laughs> it's all <laughs> fucked up and on fire. <laughs> I actually like that song. Like the actual version, not the How dare you. terrible version. <laughs> Everything is awful. <laughs> Everything is shit. <laughs> We're all gonna die. <laughs> you can see... You can see the barrier in the very far distance. With shards like... <laughs> in hands. <laughs> shards eyes come out like Tom and Jerry. <laughs> Harlan is mildly disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> Eyes on stalks. There's just a noise as they come out. <laughs> you look down at Volka. It's like, oh, I can see Oberon. Oh no, I've accidentally looked into someone's window. They're having a poo. Zoom out. Zoom out, zoom out. Whilst the L, the cave beans climb down in companionable silence. On the occasion. Yeah, like a rabbit. I mean, must be plenty of vegetation for them to eat now. Mm. Especially at this area. Volcanic soil is normally very fertile. That it is. As the cave beans make their way along, can you make me... Can you make me both an arcana and a nature check, please? Mm -hmm. Arcana is a dirty 20, nature is a 10. As you're climbing down, discussing the benefits of volcanic soil. 
You feel a shift in the air. Oh no, the air pressure. Oh no. Yeah. It's just like a pulse that passes over the top of you. Kind of wait for my limbs to start hurting again. There's no pain. I mean, you felt a twinge, but there was no pain. Hmm. That was strange. What was that? I don't know. It's happened a few times. So you just carry on climbing down. Yeah, I'm kind, I kind of. Shard will have paused for a second just to see whether their limbs, like they start having extreme arthritis. Hmm. And when they don't, they continue climbing. Because, <laughs> you know, let's not climb when your limbs are like. Eh. Harlan carries on climbing down a little faster. About three minutes pass. She's still climbing. And can you make me a dex save now, please? I swear to God, of course, an avalanche, Kerry. You and I are going to have problems. I'm disrupting my evilness. Uh, 11 plus 7. You do feel a shift in the earth beneath your feet, but you reach out and grab onto the rock to steady yourself. It's seconds it's just like the earth just moves underneath you but then it fades again huh. yes the earth really is sentient yes Carlin slipped a little bit on the earth shook you managed to grab a tree that was nearby and just pat the rock Right bit. Hopefully it knows we don't mean it any harm. I don't I think if it thought we meant it harm, it would have done something by now. After all, we are on a volcano. They're not necessarily the most friendly. Yeah, let's maybe not go down that thought path. Alan's just having a mild crisis now. It's like, he has escape magic, but what if you can't escape? You can never escape. Do you want to get back to Volkover a bit quicker? I mean, yeah. I'm not trying to sound paranoid, but I think I'd like to be off this volcano now. I mean, I can get us about 500 foot. We try my best to take us as close to Volta as we want. I trust you. Let's roll for teleports. <laughs> we end up on a mountain. God damn it, we went up. <laughs> Let's see. 
Okay. As Harlan isn't overly familiar with Volca, the two of you just go out of existence. I know I'm dead. (laughs) And you end up about a mile outside the town as you both poof it back into existence. God damn it. Get closer this time. Hey, I'll take it. Also, now flat ground. You're actually on the path that the human woman took you all in on the cart. Well, we know the way from here at least. It's a good start. Yes, it is, Luck. It's a good start, isn't it? Yes. Are you going to tell the others anything if they ask where you've been? I'll just say I was off getting answers. Cryptic. Hey, well. Honestly, I don't think they'll they'll have noticed I've been gone. Until you turned up, I hadn't really left the house since Turk died. I can understand that. I mean, losing someone in any capacity is never easy. Plus, I'm pretty sure they're all off on their own adventures. I suppose it would give them something to do while you'll recover. Charlemagne's with Kindra. Charlemagne? Moira. Yeah, shut up, brain. Oberon's <laughs> with Kindra. And. Moira and Charlie are probably strangling each other in a forest. Well, that surprise me. I actually saw your friend, Charlie, going through yeah. the forest not too long back. There was a note from her saying she was off to do something. So, Well, I think she finished that part at least. If it brought her peace, then. As you get closer to Volca, you just start to make your way down the path into the actual town. Could you make me a perception check, please? It's all on fire. The town is not on fire. Moira? That's a crit 20. That's 10. Okay. You walk in. Do you look at anything in particular when you go in, or do you just keep your eyes forward? Well, kind of, Shard is naturally a, likes to be aware of what's around them. So, mm. if there are people within my line of sight, I'll glance at them. I'll glance at the air, the doctor's office, and the houses and things like scanning. <laughs> doctor's office has a light on inside there's sound coming from the tavern and as you glance past the church there's a figure stood by Tark's newly dug grave short figure shorter than you but only just quite stocky large beard no I'll walk up next to him. 
and just kind of stand in companionable silence for a minute. Doesn't seem to notice you for a long night. Too taken by Tark's grave. Hello, hello there. Hey, it's been a while, ain't it? Glad you're alive, at least. Hi. I am. Sometimes to look at you, probably. I thought you'd gone with the rest of the town. Oh, it's it's a bit of a story, that one. We all got separated. Yeah. And I was actually captured by the military. Took me to their camp. And obviously, I was rescued. Only to be told that my boy had been killed. Yeah. It's not a pretty story, what happened. And given the short version of it. I can give you what details I can if you if that will give you anything. I well, can't hurt anymore, so what what else is there? What do you know apart from capture, trials, combat? That, that his hands were all broken and he couldn't defend himself. Not much else after that. They smashed his hat. He met up with us. He found us in the middle of the snowstorm in the forest. And he'd been surviving by himself. They'd, he'd woken up with some collar on him. He managed to get it off. And he's travelled with us for a while, and then... Whatever was in the collar, whatever liquid or poison or whatever it was, they nearly killed him. We stabilized him, and then shortly later it nearly killed me. We were in the middle of nowhere. We were in pain. We were three days from the nearest town. And we made a decision that Kindra, who was a member of our party, would stay with Turk and another member of our party whilst the rest of us went to investigate something. I left something for them to signal to me if something was happening. And during that time, they took them to some fucking base 
and tried to break in. We knew every second they were in there was bad, but we didn't think, we didn't stop. We didn't twig the, well, Charlie twigged that we were too injured to try and go in there, but we ended up stuck in there for a month and they put Tug and Kindra in the trials before us. They took his fucking ear because they thought he was deliberately not talking to them. They thought he was being obtuse, but he can't fucking talk. Is he then going completely tense off at that? But he doesn't say anything. They... We found... I befriended one of... I befriended a tiefling named Jasper who'd been forced into service with them. And he gave me information about that they were alive, that they were in the trials. So when we had our chance to go in there, we eventually found them and Turk's hands were ruined. He had no way to communicate. He couldn't even hold a pencil. He couldn't even write or sign or anything. He was inches from death and Kindra was no better and we stabilised them but in order to get out we had to do this big fight with these bastards and there were there were enough of them that we couldn't all target one person we had to spread out and her got off the horse that we'd kind of hoisted him onto. And the sorcerer saw him. It's... I've never heard Turk speak, but I heard him scream. Tell me this. Was it quick? Yes. It was painful, but it was quick. Though I cannot say the sorcerer's death was quick. Good. I'm glad he suffered. There was nothing we could do. I heard him scream and I turned and... You know when you look at something and you realise there is nothing you can do? I've seen that all too often. I, I saw him and I saw I saw the little boy I helped teach to write and... We brought his body here. We, we wouldn't let those fuckers keep it. People keep saying that, but... I said I'd protect him, and I didn't. You did, though. 
you don't let that place be his final, his final place of rest. You know, yelled at the crowd. Afterwards, they cheered for the death of a child and I fucking lost it. They're not like you. They don't have morals or anything like that. It's all entertainment. It's, it goes a lot deeper than a lot of people realize. And it goes back so long now. If your god or your leader or your history or your society tells you to cheer at the death of children, then your system is evil. I know that. I know that firsthand. I'll leave you to your thoughts, Benkai. We're in the house over there. I don't know how many, I don't know whether Charlie's back or out at the moment. Thanks to Charlotte that I'm here. She said she was gonna try and find you guys. Is it just you? This, and he gestures to her, is the first I've seen of my, of my family since the wave. If we find her, we'll bring her home. Thank you. He'll pat you on the arm. Brought my boy back. You did, you did. You protected him. There's nothing more I could have done. Hi. Shard will kind of slink off and go stare at a wall or something. Hmm. Oh yeah, in the graveyard, Harlan probably just quietly left you to... He knows you know where to find him if you need anything. Yeah. It'll probably just go find a grassy knoll or something and sit on it. And not like a grassy knoll, like Ran. Ran. Ran, Ran is covered in grass. <laughs> Shard is suddenly riding the back of a knoll. Yeah. <laughs> is it not what I meant? <laughs> As things start to pan away, could you make me one more nature check, please? Ending with a dirty 20. As you sit on the grassy knoll, staring out into the distance, as it were, there's another definite rumble beneath you in the earth. Rumble one. <laughs> as Shard, really, in the spiritual sense, is part of the earth, you can tell the earth's angry. The earth is in pain. 
That's a my earth. That's a mine. That's where we're going to leave this one. Shard's solo journey has come to an end, and now we're circling back to a more chaotic time with the duo that embody that very world. But that's a story for next time. This podcast was brought to you by me, Kerry, in conjunction with Visionaries Global Media and Antidote Productions. 